Conundrum from Doctor Who Annual 1982. The game was approaching a critical phase. The Doctor had just lost his Queen and his pieces were struggling to stem the advancing tide of Adric's forces. I've got you now, Doctor, ventured Adric, his eyes set in stern concentration as he made his move, watching the Doctor closely for his reactions as he studied the three-dimensional board. But the Doctor's features remained impassive, reflecting only the infinite patience of one who has lived centuries and learnt the lessons of time. Never underestimate your opponent, Adric, he replied quietly. It is precisely when he seems beaten that you yourself are at your most vulnerable. And if he is a worthy opponent, then the pressure of possible defeat may well inspire him to extraordinary tactics that catch you unawares. The doctor moved his bishop and sat back, his fingertips pressed together in a meditative pose. Adric smiled. That's just psychology, doctor. You're trying to make me worried, bluff me into seeing threats where there are none. The smile suddenly faded from his face, to be replaced by a look of perplexity. Doctor, he began slowly, didn't I just move my knight to here? He pointed a finger at the empty slot. The doctor leaned forward. And yet, continued Adric, it's now back where it started. Impossible, said the doctor thoughtfully. But true. I was just lining up my bishop to take... The doctor hesitated. My bishop's disappeared. I moved it from here to... Extraordinary tactics, asked Adric, waiting for the doctor to explain the rather unorthodox direction the game had taken. A small light on the central console began flashing, accompanied by a piping, intermittent siren. What's that? asked Adric, turning in its direction. The doctor pushed back his chair and rubbed his chin gazing down at the chessboard. Sorry, Adric, I'm afraid we'll have to sort this puzzle out later, he said. That's a space distress call. Somebody needs our help. Adric puckered his lips, pondering the latest development, but unable to decide if it was a further ploy on the Doctor's part. He was beginning to understand why the Doctor's enemies found it so hard to defeat him. The Doctor stood at the console, manipulating the controls to get a fix on the exact coordinates of the signal. His fingers ran lightly over the array of switches as he rapidly pinpointed its source. Lucky we were passing, he mused. The signal appears to be coming from an uninhabited planet in a one-planet solar system. No other signs of sentient life for light years around. Whoever's in distress could have been signalling for all eternity and not been heard. Adric joined him by the console. Then what are these creatures doing there in the first place? Who knows, replied the doctor. Crash landing, perhaps. Let's go down and have a look, shall we? Making a final adjustment to the coordinates, the doctor redirected the course of the TARDIS and waited for materialization to occur. By the time the TARDIS came to rest, the doctor had already donned his hat and scarf and was briefing K9. He beamed with satisfaction as he checked off the coordinates on the console with those received from the distress signal. Dead on target, he announced. Let's hope that the dead isn't too appropriate, added Adric. Shall I activate the scanner? 
Yes, agreed the doctor. Better see what we're heading into. Adric flicked the switch and the scanner hummed into life. Doctor? Adric's eyes turned from the screen to the doctor in astonishment. The doctor's brain also took a moment to correlate the confusing picture he saw. It was the inside of the TARDIS. Another room somewhere else in the time machine. The features were too familiar to belong to anything else. The TARDIS? questioned the doctor unbelievingly. Perhaps we've landed inside another TARDIS, suggested Adric, but his mind had already dismissed the probability of this. No, it's this TARDIS all right, but I don't like the implications. He paused and looked at Adric. This may sound silly, but it looks as if we might have landed inside ourself. Is that possible? No, but the visual evidence is hard to refute, wouldn't you say? That's the emergency control room confirmed the doctor. Look, there's my emergency scarf, in case I lose this one. Perhaps the image translator's malfunctioning again, Adric said hopefully. Somehow I think not, replied the doctor deliberately. I took account of all the known variables in this sector of space before I changed course, but even allowing for a wide margin of error, we should have landed somewhere. Not, not. The doctor gave up the line of thought as unfruitful. "'What do you make of it, canine?' asked Adric. "'A second opinion, excellent idea,' concurred the doctor. Canine's antennae whirred busily for a few moments before he made his pronouncement. "'Insufficient data to analyse situation.' Adric shrugged with disappointment. "'Precisely,' said the doctor, beaming. "'As usual, you've hit the nail on the head, canine.' If we can't believe what our instruments say, we shall have to go and look for ourselves. It's the only way to collect the data we need. Correct, K-9? Correct, Master. The doctor's finger was already pressing the door control. He, Adric, and K-9 prepared for the worst and stepped outside into the emergency control room of the TARDIS. Adric and the doctor looked at each other to check they weren't dreaming. K-9? asked Adric. Where are we? TARDIS Emergency Control Room, intoned K-9's emotionless voice circuit. I had a feeling you might say that, mused the Doctor. He stood deep in thought while his mind struggled with the concepts that seemed to constantly elude him, as if he were trying to catch his own shadow. Adric looked round, seeking some clue to this paradox. It defied logic. Are we hallucinating, Doctor? Could it be this isn't real? Looks and feels real enough to me, said the doctor, shaking his head. I'm afraid it's not as simple as that. More likely, it's some strange property of e-space, or at least this particular part of e-space. Adric abandoned the mental struggle and turned back towards the control room. Maybe we should just take off and see if we can break out of it. The doctor sat down on the nearest surface, signalling his disagreement. We can't do that. We received a distress call, Adric. We can't disobey the space traveller's code and just ignore it. But where are they? How could they possibly be inside the TARDIS? That signal came from a couple of light years away, fumed Adric. But the TARDIS is now at the signal source, explained the doctor patiently. So they must be here somewhere, Adric. Go to my quarters and have a look in the storage unit to the left of the door, 
there should be a homing device there. If we key it to the coordinates of the signal, we should, logically, find its senders and get to the bottom of this mystery. Adric complied immediately and vanished from sight through the open doors of the TARDIS and crossed the control room to an opening which led to the Doctor's quarters. He rummaged through the rather disordered array of gadgets, finding himself not inappropriately reminded of an untidy child's toy cupboard. Recognising the homing device, he withdrew it and stepped back into the control room. Except that he now found himself instead in one of the other rooms adjoining the doctor's quarters. Thinking he had made a simple mistake, he retraced his steps. No, there was no mistake. Where the control room had been, it was no longer. Adric shook his head to clear his senses. How could the topography of the TARDIS simply alter just like that? He studied the room carefully. Nothing seemed different, and decided to try the other door. Emerging, to his bewilderment, in the emergency control room. It was empty. There was no sign of either the Doctor or K-9. Something very basic in the laws of physics was behaving very strangely. Every time he tried to think out the problem, however, his logic seemed to turn back in on itself and collapse. The Doctor was having not dissimilar thoughts. Tiring of waiting for Adric, he gave a sigh and stood up. If you want a job doing well, K-9, I shall have to find the wretched thing myself which undoubtedly he would have done, had he been able to find his quarters. But they were no longer there, at least not where he had last seen them. The doctor looked around at the banks of equipment which immediately identified the room as one of the maintenance chambers deep inside the bowels of the TARDIS. He turned back to consult K-9 over this latest puzzle, only to discover that the emergency control room now appeared to be Adric's quarters. Well, that probably makes three of us thoroughly lost, I should think. He tensed suddenly, sensing somebody's presence nearby. Turning slowly, he ventured a look round the corner and down the long corridor that led off Adric's room, in time to see the back of a figure in the distance. He instantly recognised a familiar object trailing down the figure's back. He's got my scarf, cried the doctor and set off in pursuit, shouting, Stop! Thief! But the figure, apparently startled, scuttled round a corner with the doctor hard on his heels. Adric, feeling a trifle uncertain of his sanity, had sat down to ponder his dilemma. The problem, he debated, was this. Apart from his first re-entry into the central control room to fetch the homing device, every time he left one room behind... The topography of the TARDIS seemed to alter. Nothing remained permanently as it was. No route maintained any consistency. It would be impossible to draw a map of such a place, since its features seemed to be in a constant state of flux. Either some malfunctioning unit in the TARDIS, or an outside force, must therefore be affecting the relative dimensions in space within the TARDIS, causing them to become unstable. So far, so good. But how to trace and correct the source of the malfunction or the disturbance eluded him. 
Yet it was some small comfort to know there was an explanation, if not an immediate solution. He toyed with a homing device in his hand. His subconscious mind was already one jump ahead. Fortunately, having a good head for figures, one momentary look at the coordinates the doctor had set to lock in on the distress signal had been sufficient for them to stick in his memory. Excitedly, he activated the device and typed out the combination of symbols on the compact keyboard. A steady, pulsing note sounded from its inner workings, and Adric swung around in a slow 360-degree turn to determine the direction of the signal's source. At least, if I can join forces with whoever it is who's sending the distress call, he reasoned, we may be able to combine data and think out a solution. Nagging at the back of his mind still was the question of how they came to be in the TARDIS in the first place. But the satisfaction of finding some positive course of action banished the problem temporarily from his thoughts. He strode boldly in the direction that the device indicated, ignoring the fact that it led back through the door he had last come through, which proved to open out into a totally different room from the one he expected. Smiling to himself, he realised that he would have been even more surprised if the room he had actually expected had been there. Now that would have been difficult to explain. The doctor was out of breath. The intruder who had cheekily made off with his scarf seemed not only an equally good athlete, but also appeared to take a sadistic delight in taunting the doctor. The moment the doctor stopped, the intruder stopped as well. At least whenever the doctor glimpsed a sight of him. It was infuriating, and yet the intruder never seemed to take the opportunity to hide and lose his pursuer. Through room after room, up and down ladders, along endless reaches of corridors, no matter where the doctor followed, half of the time by instinct as much as by sight of his fleeing quarry, the intruder was always there. The doctor admitted defeat. All right, keep the scarf, he bellowed after the thief. See if I care. The intruder appeared to take no notice, keeping his back steadfastly pointed at the doctor. The doctor turned and walked away. Throwing a glance back over his shoulder to hurl a final insult, the doctor froze in his tracks. It was not the fact that the intruder had turned to follow him that amazed him. It was the indisputable evidence of his own eyes that the intruder was dressed identically and that he, too, was glancing back over his shoulder. The doctor swiveled his body round slowly, keeping his eyes fixed firmly on his double, observing that the double was duplicating his actions exactly. "'It's me,' he said slowly, the truth dawning, scratching his head ruefully while amusedly watching his counterpart do the same." It was some hours later when the doctor found his way back to the central control room. Adric and K9 were already there, Adric glowering at the homing device in a frustrated attempt to penetrate the mystery it presented. Ah, hello, Adric, K9, grinned the doctor. Glad to see you found your way home. Doctor, where did you get to? asked Adric, giving the doctor no time before continuing. I just can't fathom any of this out at all. I followed the homing device's directions and it just brought me back here. We're no better off than when we started. 
The doctor crossed to the console and began resetting the controls. Where shall we go for our next adventure? Somewhere with a simpler line in the laws of relative dimensions, I hope. Adric looked up. But the distress signal. We haven't rescued whoever it is needs... Oh, I shouldn't worry about that, interrupted the doctor mildly. They're quite safe now. Patrick slammed down the homing device in anguish. The doctor walked across the control room and sat beside him. Do you have a piece of paper on you? Adric felt in his pockets and retrieved a folded sheet of paper, which he handed to the doctor, who proceeded to tear it into strips. He turned to Adric and gave him a piece. Fold it so it becomes the section of a cylinder, he commanded. Adric did so. How many sides has it got, ignoring the thickness of the paper? Why, two, of course, replied Adric, an inside and an outside. The doctor unfolded the cylindrical strip and put a twist in the paper, rejoining the two ends. He took a pin from his lapel and fastened it together. Now how many sides does it have? The same, of course, replied Adric. The doctor handed him the twisted strip and a pen. Show me. Start at the pin and trace a line round the strip until it joins up. Adric did so, and, to his amazement, found himself drawing a line which ran unbroken, covering every visible surface of the paper, and joined itself back at the point he had started. How many sides? grinned the doctor. One, gasped the astonished Adric. That's right, said the doctor. It has an inside, but no outside. It's called a Mobius strip. The light dawned in Adric's eyes. You mean to say that's what has happened to us? But it's not physically possible. He glanced down at the strange twist of paper in his hands. Well, it's not quite as straightforward as that said the doctor, and he proceeded to nimbly twine four other Mobius strips through each other, interlocking them at one point. The result was a strange tangle of loops. We seem to have drifted into some unique area of space where the contorted logic of the Mobius strip has run wild, he explained. If you imagine the control room is here, the point where all the strips meet, it follows that whichever direction you take you'll end up back here without ever going outside. And each of these strips represents a different contortion of the topography of the TARDIS. Since they all link at the one point, there was no guaranteeing when we left the room that we'd all step into the same strip. Adric sat back, stunned by the concept. How in space did you work it out? When you have excluded the possible... Whatever remains, however impossible, must be the truth. An old earth saying, replied the doctor. I only had to look at myself to discover the truth. Adric looked questioningly at the doctor. I spent half the day chasing myself, responded the doctor. There must have been dozens of all of us wandering round the TARDIS, each following our own route. It was only the infinite number of strips, the countless number of variations, that prevented us all meeting ourselves several times. 
It must have been pure chance I happened upon myself. Adric looked even more mystified. How could you be in more than one place at a time? I wasn't, laughed the doctor, picking up the single Mobius strip. I was in the same place, all of me. It seems to be a singular property of Mobian space that it is both one Mobius strip and an infinite number of Mobius strips at one and the same time. By coincidence, I just happened to follow one that was almost exactly parallel to another, so I ended up practically following myself. Adric sighed with the mental effort. Oh, I found my bishop, by the way, the doctor went on, producing the chess piece from his pocket. It was in a corridor on level eight. It seems our three-dimensional chessboard has been temporarily converted into a tesseract. You know, a four-dimensional cube. A four-dimensional cube? gasped Adric. Spare me the explanation, please, doctor, he pleaded, moving over to the console. Let's just get out of this place. Quite right, agreed the doctor. That's enough fun for one day. There's work to be done. We had better turn off our distress signal before we go any further. Ours? asked Adric, wondering how many more surprises his mind could take in one day. Another feature of Mobian space, it seems, said the doctor, busying himself with the controls. When the TARDIS first entered Mobian space, we met our own signal and tried to rescue ourselves. Am I right, K-9? Affirmative, Master, agreed K-9. I sent a distress signal from the central console when you and Adric disappeared. Give me a bug-eyed monster any day, sighed Adric, or a nice chunk of advanced calculus to do in my head. I feel like I've been turned inside out. Ah... Now that is an experience I'd advise you to avoid. I remember one occasion, said the doctor, drawing in breath to explain, as the TARDIS dematerialized and headed off into the unknown realms of space and time. Time.